0: This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world, talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Emily Smith. Emily is a five-one reflector, a spiritual career coach who coaches high achieving women who feel unfulfilled and stuck in their careers to create personal and career alignment. She's also the author of her soon to be released memoir, Wholeness Within Insights from One Woman's Journey of Awakening. Emily also hosts her own podcast, Plant Wisdom Podcast. I am so very excited to talk with Emily today as I was privy to a pre copy of her book, and wow, just wow, we share so many things in common. Welcome, Emily.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Annie, and for creating this space. I'm so excited to chat with you and also to learn more about all the similarities that we have as reflectors from my book and my life experience and both that we're five one reflectors too.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, I was just saying off air that I find that five ones seem to really share a lot in common. I mean, we, we all share a lot in common, but it seems to be there's a very similar theme between us. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So share with us, Emily, let's talk about you and your journey into human design. Did human design find you or did you
1: find human design? Oh, it definitely found me um, in 2018. And again, like this is, I think such a great tool to better understand ourselves. And at that time I was just like, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And I was just like, Going down all these paths, I was on a personal development path and I was starting my business at that point. And I have to say, I think it was a friend that referred human design to me and was like, You should check this out, like what your type is. And we looked it up. And then, of course, like I see the screen and I'm like, Okay, it's all white. And she's like, Oh my God, like you're a reflector. Like this is like, This is crazy. And I was like, I don't understand it. And then I got a reading with a woman, and I still sometimes like refer back to it today, like the video recording. And it was just like such a moment of acceptance in my life, of like understanding that my energy is just operating in such a different way than most people's, and how to harness that. And then began working with the moon right after that. And it was just all these synchronicities, like I had a shamanic healing and I write about this in the book with like the moon was very present. And then I was painting and into art and I had an exhibit. I was in an exhibit with like paintings of the moon and it was just like human design wanted (laughs) to come into my world. And since then I use it with clients as well, because it's just such an accurate blueprint of our souls and how we can just live our lives better in alignment with who we are. Right. So, so true. So when you found out, did you,
0: did you plug in as many family and friends details that you could? Did you
1: do the? Yeah, I had a lot of friends that were very interested. And so we did that. haven't really done family members. And I was seeing, I remember watching like your intro to this podcast of like doing it for your parents. And like, that's something I'm very, keen on doing and finding out and I feel like in my mind I already kind of know like I have this idea but it would be awesome to confirm and see like how that impacted me as well Um, and it was interesting like even though I did do charts with certain friends at that point I was the only reflector and I was like I don't know any reflectors and it prompted me to like reach out and I joined this Facebook group which is how I met so many reflectors now um and then it was really funny because I had a client and then a friend and we did their chart and it was like they were a reflector all along and I just hadn't known like that I was just like friends with someone that you know I hadn't done at that point in time so it just I think made me more aware and connected like I'm not alone like I'm not um just operating in like weird and just different from everyone there, there's people out there um feeling the same way as me
0: Yeah. And when you found out, you were just saying there before, when you found out you're at this spiritual path in your life, what was going on? Like, did you get to that point when you found out and everything started to really make sense for you? Like it would have been
1: mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it had a lot to do with like, I had, um, just not understanding why I wasn't thriving in certain work environments and that was like something I was very focused on at that time like what am I supposed to be doing for work and it was like oh of course you weren't like thriving in this like really fast-paced environment where it was like very uh, focused on profit and like it was like of course like your uh, your energy is operating in a way that's like in spurts and it's like you need that alone time and you need to rest and you need to like be in the right environment like it was so funny that even at that point I didn't know about human design like I was uh, doing therapy and my therapist was like you need to be in the right environment like with the right people and even he like picked up on that at that time but that was just eye-opening for me too it was like oh I took on all these like toxic work environments like and told myself like this is what it means like who I am and like you know, I didn't understand that I was always reflecting everyone else's energy. And it really helped me get clear on like, what is my energy, what do I want to be doing, and make sure I'm in the right spaces. And then that started a whole other path of like, oh, now I need to like, say goodbye to people in my life that I've been friends with for so long. And Um, and just like cultivate the right type of people around me that resonate with who I am in that point in time. Yeah. Did you
0: feel you had to say goodbye to those friendships because
1: you just knew that it was really bad for you?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what was the hardest part. It was like, I loved them as people and I loved like our memories and they were there's nothing wrong with them. It was just like, I knew for me, like I needed a different type of energy that was like, you know, really inspired by what they were doing in the world and really positive on this like growth path. And I just knew when I was around certain people, like I would pick up on their habits and I talk about this. And I think we both have this in common of like drinking a lot um, to like calm the senses. And like I was around a lot of people that did those things and I tried to just be around them and not do the things, but it doesn't work like that when you're a reflector and even just in general yeah it really does feel like that doesn't
0: it where you can get into that space of just before you know it you're going along with the flow and that's a that's something that human Design has brought me especially it's a little bit of awareness to go oh hang on a second whereas before I'd probably still go with the flow and some of those flows were not they were muddy waters
1: yeah yes yeah I felt the same way yeah so your lifestyle is interesting
0: and, and I, I mean I have the um I have the advantage that I have read your book. So I know these things, but your family dynamic, like you're, uh, this is one thing that impressed me so much. Your your father was Scottish, your mother's French, you were born in Scotland and then you've reside, you reside in the US. So I'm just like, wow, that's a cultural overload right there. So you've taken right. on a lot in your life, I suppose, from that cultural
1: aspect. It's so true. It's so true. It's like all those different aspects of each, country and each culture and then I felt always like that I wasn't I didn't know which one I was I'm like am I Scottish am I French like am I from the U.S. and then I lived abroad in London I was like this is me going back to you know like where I'm supposed to be and then I got there and I was like no this is not me and it was just like I'm an integration of like all those different cultures and like reflecting each aspect that works well for me but it was like, I was always trying to like fit myself into the right spot. And I was never supposed to do that.
0: Yeah. And when you, when you grasp this, when you sort of like got human design and as you were just saying before, you kind of went and did a, a shamanistic journey and things like that. And you did many other things, but from the human design lens, did you sit there and evaluate your life to date and just give yourself a bit of a pass as to what was happening in your In your family life, in your life, in your relationships.
1: Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I I realized that I again I had always been just reflecting other people. And a huge major awakening for me and like my identity was like I had always just been what people were reflecting back to me. Like, oh, like you're this. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna be that. Like you're the funny person or like you're the shy woman like and I would just take it on and and it just helped me really give myself permission and looking back and like all the decisions I made that I just for a long time like years even couldn't forgive myself of like why did I choose to go in this place where I was like so hurt and it's like that took so much work and um, understanding that I was a reflector and that I was just you know going with the flow and then I was just taking on these environments made me just really like give myself that grace understand like I can take longer with my decision making when I need to like waiting the full moon cycle um I have always been someone who it's really funny like I I have two like speeds obviously as a reflector like we have those like spurts of energy and I always tried to be like, oh, I have to be in some a place where it's really fast paced because I have like that one period of time. But then if I don't have that rest period, then I could get burnt out. And that's just what kept happening. So I tried both things. I tried just being in a fast environment or like just a slow. And it was like you could find that medium. And I just had to understand, like, how does my energy function so that I don't make decisions that are like not only negatively impacting me but like the people that I work with because I'm going to places where these environments aren't conducive to my performance and then that's impacting a team and so I think getting really clear on how my energy works and what I can say no to what I can say yes to just help me like make better choices for my life that were just where I could be happy and accepted where I am yeah totally and that just
0: takes time isn't it like when you first find out reflector and you're doing all this personal development work and you find this out about yourself you think oh my gosh I've got to do all of this but you can't do it all at once because we're not <laughs> and that, yeah. that, it's it's very frustrating isn't it it's it can be very frustrating because you want to get to z you want to get from a to z as quickly as you can but for us it just takes time and it takes that experience of what you were just saying there about feeling your way through and knowing and figuring out your own energy
1: yeah absolutely and I will say like once I did finesse that and like take the years to figure out like okay what works for me how can I do this now it's so funny where people come to me they're like who understand human design they're like I don't get how you do all these things in your life like you work full time like you have a dog like you have a podcast you have a business you wrote a book." Like. And it's just like, oh, I figured out how to harness my energy in a way where like I am not doing all those things at once. I'm like front loading and like it's just like really empowering. Whereas I think when I first found out I was a reflector, I was like, oh, like I don't have energy to do these things. Like I'm a non energy being. So I need to like just slow down and not do much. So it was like I had to find that middle ground where it was like I was taking it like in a disempowering way and then turn it around and be like, wait, I can do it in my own way and achieve a lot and not like take it on in this like disempowering way.
0: I, lo- I really love that you say that because that is so true. Um, we are kind of thrown the line that we need rest and we're, you know, non-energy types. But what you're saying, when you experiment with this and when you feel into yourself, you really know your cycles. And what you're saying is, is very similar to me too when i when i want to go i can go and i can go really quickly and get stuff yes. done really fast and sometimes i just go wow i just did all of that and they call us you know it's <laughs> just like but then there's yeah. other times where i'm a little lower and i love that you said that because it's like you harness your own energy and when you learn to harness your own energy it is magnificent i feel it's magnificent yes. anyway cuz it, it sets is. it sets cool. us up to really perform the way we can perform i was yeah. listening to something actually just yesterday and it was about the four types. Four, i say four types but i mean five types they refer to four types and it was along the line that at the end of the day we all get to our destination at the same time we just do it differently and the way they worded it was like you know um the generators and the manifesting generators the generators are slow and steady and all keep going the manifesting generators are like the roller coasters going up and down mm-hmm. the reflectors need to wait a lunar cycle and and it appears like we're slow but when we're waiting we all of a sudden have these massive spurts of function so and, and the projectors obviously can just kind of keep going but it, it just really made sense when I saw it from that Place of at the end of the day, we all get to the destination at the same time. No one's faster or slower than anybody else. We just operate differently. It was just beautiful. I love that mm. so
1: much. It's so true. Like no one is better than the other. Like I think it's just a common like human design understanding that generators like they're the majority. Like they're getting stuff done, and it's like we all are in our own ways. Like it, it wouldn't be possible if some were like just better than others.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So can we talk about your spiritual awakening and how that happened? Because this is something you really focus on in your book and something that I re- really want to chat with you about. So would you mind sharing that with
1: us? Absolutely. So in the book, as you know, I, I think the spiritual awakening starts already when there's like a big event in your life. That's like a negative event that you would take on. Um, you view it that way. And it's like this trigger. And, and then there's like these unfoldings that happen continuously from that. And it's like taking off a dirty pair of glasses and seeing every idea, belief and decision and feeling, um, even that you picked up when you, um, that wasn't in alignment with who you are. And then you figure out from that, that you're operating life from your ego's perspective and not your true self. So everything you've taken out from your parents, um, their beliefs about life and viewpoints and society, and especially as reflectors, I think that's like, our centers are so open. So we are just taking that all in. And so I hope that this perspective I share in the book, is like showing just like an extreme example of taking on your, environment Um, but it typically involves a crumbling of your old life and those ways of operating to make way for the new way of living so it can be a very challenging time um, where you're it's like being reborn and figuring out a whole new way of living but it's ultimately for the highest good and if you can find those ways like human design for me was very helpful like two years into the awakening journey to like have that and just really know like okay like there's this tool that I can turn to that's going to help me get out of this mess that I'm in because I wasn't making decisions from that place of clarity of like who I am and what I need to be happy Um, and if the more you turn to those tools and um, focus on that like that helps you move through the awakening process yeah yeah And it can, as you're saying there, it can be triggered by so many
0: things. And just in this space, um, and one of the reasons why I started this was because it triggered me, like I'd been triggered numerous times through my life, but it triggered me again to feel like there was that piece that just went, oh, I can finally change this because I understood it. And I feel that from a lot of people that, that speak to me so it's it triggers us and it asks us to change
1: as you just said right really does right yeah it wakes us up out of a trance essentially like I think so many people like myself included at that point like live life on autopilot it's so easy to do that and then something like huge happens like you lose a job or someone like you know dies or there's like a move something like really shifts you and like snaps you out of like that unconscious state, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm conscious now, and I see everything so differently, and I see it for what it is, and um, it's beautiful and challenging as well." So when you go through that,
0: and you're not, if you've just woken up one day, you've had your spiritual alignment, and you're working for the man, you're doing this and you're doing that, that must be horrific. Like I was lucky for my personal experience, as I had already started to shift my life from my old world into my new world but I could imagine how it must feel to wake up doing a really full on job, finding this out about yourself. What could you,
1: how, how would that work for a career path? Yes. I, it took me a while to finally get it. And I think this is why I was just so drawn to coaching in this place because I didn't know another way. Like so many people, I just wanted to keep trying. I was like, okay, this is the only path I see. Like, work in corporate, I was like, okay, that's not good for me. And then I found, okay, maybe I'll work at a startup. And it just took like four more tries of like me trying to fit into this box um, to realize like, okay, I have to try something completely new. Um, And basically it's because when you become conscious, you see what's out of alignment with your values and purpose and how that relates to your career is like how you're making your mark in the world. So maybe you felt like uninspired or just uncomfortable in a career and just go there and you're just like, okay, I'm able to ignore it. Like I have good friends there. Like I get great perks and you're like, whatever. But then when it's a spiritual awakening, it's like you, it's just too much to ignore. Like your soul is online and it's like, you can't be here. Like, and things will just show up that are telling you to get out of there. So um, so I find that the awakening piece or the career is like really showing you Take another path, and even if that's not your final destination, like you got to try something new to like break that pattern. And that's what I did. I I did a lot of freelance work, um, and then that's when I started my business. And then I took on temp jobs, and I did that for years until I really came back to this understanding of like I have so much value to provide, and I've learned so much in all these different areas that I wanted to take on full-time work. And I found something that I was so passionate about was because I just came at it from this whole new perspective. And I was like, this is, I need to work in a way that's sustainable for me. And I changed my viewpoint of that, like, instead of, Oh, I need to find a career that like is already out there and fit myself. in," I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm not settling, like, write everything I want, like write everything I need and and approach it from that like awakened state and it's just been so rewarding in that sense so that's what I help women with because I'm just so passionate about like work takes up so much of our lives and it it's really connected to our spiritual energy and our purpose so I think that's another reason why I'm able to do so much and um, have that energy is because like it's energy giving so that's what I just think for reflectors and any design really it's like finding what gives you energy um and not necessarily like you're never going to work another day in your life or whatever that quote is like when you love what you do like it is work but if it's giving you energy then that's like feeding into your spiritual purpose yeah,
0: that is so true. I've always got the motto, if it brings me joy, when it stops being joyous, or when I feel like, and, and as you were saying, there's every day is not joyous. Yeah, there is going to be days. But if I find that after a period of time where I'm frustrated by something, I know I'm not in alignment. So it's it's very easy to kind of go, this is not for me, it doesn't bring me joy, yes. It did bring me joy. And that's the pro- a little bit of a problem with reflectors, isn't it? Because we do kind of dip in and out of a lot of things because we don't allow ourselves time. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you, um Emily? Like where were you in Korea when this was all happening for you? Were you were you in burnout
1: phase? Have you suffered a burnout? Oh yeah. I so I started my career out of university at a corporate marketing firm and I again, like, this was always, like, a plan. I was, like, okay, I'll just get the job to, like, get this, like, I'll, it was, like, never the final destination, but then I just made it to be, like, I was, like, oh, okay, this is it, I guess, like, I'm here, Um, and as you know, in the book, I was, like, I gotta get out of, like, this corporate, like, cubicle life, like, I'm gonna live abroad, and I thought, like, working in that same company would give me freedom and like, just, I don't know, like galvanting across Europe or something, but it's like, I would still be working for that company. Um, So I moved there and that's when I started getting burnt out. Cause it was just like a very high pressure job. Um, I had just moved and obviously like being so sensitive to energy. And I was like very young at that point in my early twenties. And I was just like, so burnt out. I moved back. To the states, and again, I was—I didn't know it was even burnout at the time. I'm like, I just can't do anything, and I was like, I gotta find another job, and I found another one in New York City, and it was like very similar, like very high pressure. Um, New York City was like overstimulating, and and when I was there for like a little over a year, almost two years, and then I moved back to Boston. It was like I'd always have like these five or six months of like recovering from burnout, and then when I finally stepped out of like the corporate workforce, I like took a year off working like yeah. full time. Like I was doing those odd jobs, like I was telling you and yeah. just living really low key. Um, but for a year I was just like out of commission and it was just like a whole, which led me to like healing and like figuring out what I can eat to support my energy and like quitting coffee quitting drinking quitting drugs like I was doing all those things and I don't even understand how because I'm like a highly sensitive person and empath and it's just like I don't know how I was I wasn't thriving that's why I was burnt out and yeah at one point I was drinking like six cups of coffee a day um, and just like not even feeling it Um, but that's because I was in I think burnout can come from being in those environments that aren't in alignment with who we are and we need to like overcompensate and then that just like we just don't have any energy it's like taking our life force yeah
0: and do you feel that comes from a sense of numbing as well like the highly us highly sensitive people which we all are yeah it's numbing we're trying to numb out we're trying to run away we're trying to escape yes which I've done you've done yeah yeah you know, and and we do it it's just like how did we do that but it's it's a continual cycle it becomes repetition as you well, as we all know addiction it, it um grabs us
1: by the balls it's a nasty disease That yes wise. it is and it's so much harder to like I've been thinking about that recently like wow like experiencing life just like facing it it's like that is hard like that's why people numb out and but it's just like, so it's just so in truth and just makes you feel alive when you do face it and move through it. So I think that, and don't get me wrong, like there have been periods in the last couple of years where I'm very close to burnout and I'm like, okay, I'm like getting back in that pattern. I think it's so easy as like a capitalist society, like that focuses on work. Like it's just like the go-to like to even numb out in that sense. And so I have to be very careful of like um, even these last couple months, like I just wasn't taking time off because I didn't have anything planned. So I was like, I have, I'm going to have to save my days. And like, it's like, no, like you can't wait. And um, it's funny. Like I look at everything as a sign in my car, like the brakes went out, like, and they just weren't working. I'm like, wow, okay, I need to put the brakes on. Like yes. it's showing up this way. I, I just view everything as a sign like yeah. that. And it's like, you need to do that before, just for no reason. Like you don't need an excuse. I love when we get intuitive like that. My oh, husband yeah. always says to me, um, your
0: intuition is like a sledgehammer. So it always comes through to me. The God, you know, the the messages that I need is subtle as yeah. a sledgehammer is what we say. because. <laughs> I love that it's just like oh because obviously I'm still ignoring all the subtle the subtle information and finally it's just like right in front of your face (laughs) I it just saying what you were saying there before about even though you can get to this really great space because you've taken the time to heal and you step back I can really empathize with what you're saying there about when you start to get back into society you start to do this and you start to ramp back up again and you kind of Again, it's like if we if in in the ideal world, we wouldn't have to work for money. We wouldn't have to work for anything. We could right. just kind of be, but society still pulls at us, doesn't it? It still pulls yeah. us back in and we've really got to, it's it's constantly difficult to not get caught up in that. So I can really understand what you're saying there because um, we can be the most zen out yeah. I think we've got all our shit in together and then all of a sudden it's like we start going because we go this is really good I got to keep going I got to keep going and then all of a sudden it's like oh crap I'm feeling angry I'm feeling frustrated everything's annoying me there's my
1: sound sensitivity is back my
0: yeah. can't eat that so yeah
1: it's but easy we to know now back in. yeah we know though we know we don't let it get
0: as bad as it was <laughs> do you find that that affects your um your self-esteem and your self-worth when you Get to those points where you just can't keep going and you want to keep going, but you have to pull back.
1: Yeah, it does. It's like I have to identify with not being um like I think I used to really overly identify with like perfectionism and like my performance was like who I am. And so I have to constantly come back and be like, my worth is not dependent on like me finishing this um project in time or meeting this deadline. It's like I am a person outside of that. and I think also when I'm in that mode and not being present and falling into, um, and I talk about this in the book, like whenever you're not present, you fall back into those old patterns. So like I notice um, if I'm heading towards burnout, like I don't have boundaries with myself on my time. So like I just don't have boundaries with other people. I start like seeing those same issues come up and, Um, And so it does feel very empowering when I do realize it and like give myself the space and time and I come out and I'm like a new woman because it's just like, oh, like I got to like regenerate my energy and like remember what I want, what it is I'm doing and not just fall back into old patterns.
0: Yeah. And what do you do to regenerate? Like when you get to that point where you know it's about to happen, how do you overcome that? Like, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really love being in nature and that was obviously like so beautiful to realize when I was a reflector, like, Oh my God, of course, like I love being in nature. Um, and I got a dog for that reason this last year, so I could be more outside and like going on walks. And I really didn't get out enough before. Cause I was just like, I wouldn't do it for myself. Like, and so now that I do that, so I really like to spend more time outdoors Um, I'm also really into doing like salt baths recently and that's been like so like I'm like I need to do these like every day (laughs) to cleanse like all the energies um, and just like relax and um, and I do breath work as well like it's not an everyday thing but when I do feel like emotions are backed up and I haven't made the space for them like I'll go to breath work and writing and journaling because that's just like getting it out of my head and onto paper.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. I love that. I only did that even just the other day. I was just feeling frustrated and it's good that I've got that awareness now because as soon as I I thought I can choose to get really frustrated here or I can just walk outside and just, just surrender. It is the best thing.
1: (laughs) Nature is is so
0: empowering and breathwork yeah. is amazing too. What else do yes. you do to incorporate that? Do you have like a ritual that you do to keep going? I'm not sure. I haven't seen your chart. So um, oh, I really yeah. should start. We really should start looking at each other's charts before we come on. It's quite fascinating now that I'm, <laughs> you know, quite, quite into yeah. it. It's like you can spot these things.
1: Oh my gosh. That's very cool. Yeah. I think it's more so for me, like coming back to and what I've noticed in this last month or two, like coming back to um, laughter is like gets me out of like that frustration state or like um, I think I can again I, I just tend towards working and I'm very into like looking up the meaning of names and I guess um, Emily my name means like working like it's just like <laughs> I'm like of course so I think I have to just remember like to laugh and to, um, bring myself in the moment. So I like dancing as well and, and making time to be with my community and friendships. It's just like, I balance it all out with that. And that just helps me come back into like my wholeness as a person and not like focused on one thing. And it's very easy to get into that routine of like, okay, I'm going to like work, 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 work. And, um, And then numb out or like watch TV and just like kind of be disconnected. So I seek out like those as like my nourishing um, activities. And that fifth one profile of ours, um,
0: how does that fifth line, how do you feel that fifth line? For me, um, and I've spoken about it before, I've often felt that I've got to know all of this stuff before I put myself (laughs) out there because we're judged. We have that projection. And that wasn't until I really started understanding the five one and how I operate and you'd be the same. Can you share with me that experience for you?
1: Yes. So is the five, is that the heretic? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, it's just so funny. It's just like, of course I, I've like accepted that role of like, yeah, like what I'm sharing sometimes is going to just be sounding crazy to people. And it's like, I think once I just accepted that, and was just like, yeah, this is me, and um, it just allowed me to show up more, and I've been doing that more so in the last year, I would say, Um, just being like authentically myself, and sharing more about like what I'm viewing the world as, and um, I think writing for me has been very, very helpful in that way, because it's like very validating to me to like share everything i'm noticing and seeing and then have that be received um and 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 find the right people that get it as well like i do feel that my role is very much like a bridge between like spiritual and practical and so that's the heretic piece like cuz i think to the people i'm connected to that are very more so practically minded like i introduce these like new concepts and so like that's like uncomfortable but now I'm clear like oh that's like my role like I have one foot in like this world of like work and um nine to five career and then I have the one foot in like the spiritual and the coaching space and it's like bringing those together and just understanding like yeah like you're teaching everyone someone new like something new a new way of viewing the world and they're open to it like that's an affirmation I tell myself like this is why you're in this role to like bridge these together that kind of like perception shift has helped a ton that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that what prompted you to start
0: writing was there a was there a moment that prompted you to start writing or even before I mean I journal a lot as well but even to start this book that you've written
1: yeah it's funny like writing to me has always come very easily like in school English was my favorite subject and um, and like I would just feel very like bad about myself like when I went to college and I took a writing course and I didn't get like a good grade I'm like what do they not understand like that I'm a good writer like you know I just like it was always something I just knew like this is just part of who I am and I didn't really hear it until um, my first job out of university and my manager like in my review, wrote like you're a great writer, and I was like, wait, what? Like no one had ever said it to me, and I was just like, oh, interesting. And that was in 2015. And then I lived when I lived in New York City. I had a friend, and she was like, you should write for this online publication, and they they write about music, and you'll be able to go to like some shows. And I like love music, and I was just like, cool. I'll just do that. Um, over a year, I wrote like 60 articles for them. And I didn't even like think about it. I was just like, oh, they'd send it to me and I'd write it. And it was just like happening. And then I started doing freelance writing and I would just write for all different things that I didn't really care about, like finance and law. And it was just like, I was just like honing my skills, I guess. And it wasn't until 2018. And I went to this memoir writing workshop, which I was really there because it was like a shamanic kind of class so there was like a meditation visualization piece and in that I got the message that I was supposed to write a book like it clearly showed um, a book being pulled out of a bag like in the vision and a pen and I was like okay like I'm gonna do that I guess and it was a different book than I thought I actually did end up writing but from that point on I just like it was just like, you know, when you have a soul, like knowing it was like, Oh, I'm supposed to do this, I guess. And I would just consistently write in a word document and just like, keep it going. And it was funny because I wanted one year. I was like, okay, this is the year when I'm like, I join a writing group and I'm going to like, get it done. And the universe was like, this is not the right time. And I try to make it happen. And I tried to go to this course. And like, every time I went there, would it be parking? And I would like, drive around and I was like why is this happening and the timing wasn't until a year later and that's when I joined a group of um, a writing group of women and that's when I did the bulk of the writing and so I feel like timing was always an element but I just like was like okay I'm gonna just surrender and it's been like its own like Its own journey in itself like it's so funny that I'm just like well this is what I'll let the book be what it wants to be rather than what I thought it was going to be like my ego wanted so that's a bit about like my writing journey and to me now it's like writing is a way for me to like make sense of things and it comes to me even a little bit more easy than speaking a lot of the time Um, so I have like this very spiritual connection I guess with writing
0: yeah. And how long did that book take you to write? You said in 2018, you were starting to try and visit these groups.
1: Yeah. So a little over three years. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And I love that you, you know, spirits always good like that. They'll just stop us in the tracks. And again, we can get frustrated, <laughs> yeah. can't we? Where we're like, why? I want to
1: go. I want to go. And it's just like, exactly. Mm. Like you told me to write the book. I'm trying to do what you're telling me to do. And yeah. it's like, yeah, no, like I think the timing needed to happen. Like I needed to become like, of course, it's a growth journey in like myself to like become myself, like the book is about wholeness within and I'm finishing it. And I'm like, wow, I've actually like embodied like what the message is and like what the idea was, whereas I wasn't there when I started it, which is like pretty crazy. So can you
0: talk to us, just give us a synopsis about the book? What did it, what actually
1: is it about? Yeah. So it's part memoir, part spiritual guide for, um, women that are on a path and a transition and of uncertainty in all aspects of life and really learning how to trust yourself and develop your intuition and accept yourself as you are using the tools and the perceptions that I share. And I talk about these like universal experiences of like grief and addiction and anxiety and, um, all these different things and how they don't define you and how you can leave them in the past and move forward. So it's just been a huge, I guess, lesson for me and like rewriting your narrative and like becoming empowered and really understanding, like you can actually create anything you want in life. And the subtitle is like about creating your life in alignment and career in alignment um, with who you are. And it's like, I go through all the stages of a spiritual awakening and um, it'll be helpful if, if you've been through one or if you haven't, like you'll recognize, like, it's good to look back and be like, wow, I went through that dark night of the soul. Like that was horrible. (laughs) And just like the Saturn return, that was also my, the timing of this book, like 28 to 29 years old. And it's just like, wow, like, when you're going through that, it feels like it's never ending, like, and for those who don't know, um, like, Saturn return is when um, you're usually, like, 28 or 29, and then, again, when you're 56, I think, or, like, in your 50s, um, and life is giving you a lot of lessons, and, like, tough love, of like, figure out where you're gonna live, and figure out what you're gonna do for work, and, like, for me, it was just, like, becoming a woman from like being a girl, I guess, like being a little immature and just being like, get your shit together and, um, and just be, and like heal what needs to be healed, like have the difficult conversations, like do the hard yeah. work and it's going to pay off. So for anyone going through that, this book will really help you mm-hmm. navigate that and feel inspired to keep moving forward. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed reading it.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I knew that you're a reflector, but even if I didn't know you're a reflector, it was very validating for me. It always is. When I listen to people, when I speak to people, I read these, it's, you are literally throwing yourself out there. So thank you for being so brave um, to help others be seen and heard and just go, this is, mm. there is a way forward. There's always a way forward and you're never alone. I yeah. love that about these kind of experiences or books or, you know. we're never alone um we always feel that don't we we feel like no one's going to understand us and and there's no way out and what can I do but there's always a lifeline or many lifelines
1: they can just reach
0: down and and throw a hand out or throw a tool out to us and say here try this that's what human design I guess is good for so many and or many other different modalities breath work um one thing that you spoke about which I actually did and I had not heard about before was the genius test I'm like Oh. oh what is this what is this so I went and did that and that was fun and interesting yeah what did you get I got the dynamo yeah.
1: oh yeah. is that the fire element no it's the wood
0: um wood yeah it's um and I think that the question or oh, sorry the thing that I ask the most of is why <laughs> and I thought that's what I what I say a lot of but why but why do you feel wow. that way but why and my son actually mimics me now and I said why do you always ask me why and then the other day I heard him <laughs> and I'm like oh because I do
1: <laughs> oh my pleasant. gosh that's I think so your funny. word was
0: who I think because you're blaze your word was who. yes
1: yeah yeah It's yeah. it's so interesting yeah it's like based on the Chinese elements and and it just like again this that figuring out the genius test as a reflector was like oh, like I work best with people. Like that's what the blaze genius is. But I had all these stories about reflectors, like be careful, like of the people you're around and like, can't have too much people. Like I'm going to get burnt out. And it was like, no, you actually need people like to thrive. And once I did that, it's like, that's why I have energy too. I'm around the right people that inspire me, like support me. They see me for who I am. And And that's how I can do so many things. I think before I really was like, I'm going to be like a solopreneur. I'm going to be like a writer, like in my corner alone. And it was like, I'm getting nowhere fast like doing this. I need other people.
0: So what are you doing with your work? Like you run coaching for mainly women. You don't you do men adults only women.
1: Yes, I used to do men. And I found that um, with women, I had more of a connection with like other like specific experiences women go through like healing the mother wound which I talk about in the book and just like other um, you know things that women take on from society of like who we're supposed to be so the work I do is mainly focused on career and helping women create careers that are fulfilling and then there's also an embodiment piece of the work that I do of like helping women through um, life transitions and getting through that and coming back with a better mindset and perception of themselves and embodying like who they want to be and just like going into all the deep healing um, that I love doing like shadow work and and all that aspect of um like clearing the past really.
0: Yeah. And do you find that people when they come to you, they are lost in their career. I mean they're lost in their life, but they're probably coming to you for career coaching advice.
1: How? how do you guide them into knowing what's the best career for them? Yes. It's like the whole first half of the work that I do with women in both of my eight-week programs is like, let's get you clear on like who you are. And so this is why we use human design. And we do a lot of um, internal work and getting clear on like your unique values, because what motivates you isn't going to motivate someone else. Like everyone's like very unique in that way. And we go through like a lot of healing exercises and breath work is part of that, like rewiring the subconscious. And then it's about the strategies of like, what do you need to get a job and how can you show up? And those are all things that I've learned um, in the last six years myself. And before, I guess I had so much resistance because I was like, oh, is like career very spiritual? And I think I Like I was telling you, I didn't realize like I was the link in between those. And now I call myself a spiritual career coach because I found that when I related to work in a spiritual way, like that's when it became like satisfying and like something I look forward to and not like, uh, like I have to go do that. And like, that's over there. And then like just resenting it. It was just like, no, like this is who I am. Yeah. Um, and so it's like rewriting that whole relationship and. I love and that you say that. Embracing our who you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, um, well, for me personally, like I've always been a deeply spiritual person, but I've always kind of kept it under the radar yeah. and it's, you know, when I sort of got into my later thirties, when things really started to hit me, then I couldn't hide it anymore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and I, you know you start losing people because they're like you're just crazy and mm-hmm. and then I kind of tried to suck it down again um and over the last three to four years it's just come wow. up even to the point last year it just burst forth. yes it's just last like, year <laughs> it's, it's like I actually stopped giving a shit and it was so yeah. liberating to just go I'm not hiding who I am
1: It's just me. I love all the woo-woo. Like, bring me all your woo-woo. Yeah, same. (laughs) So I what collectively must have been something because I, same here, I was just like, I cannot like hide it and water this down. Like, this is just who I am. And people that get it, get it. And if they don't, they don't. And that's fine.
0: And something did happen. Like, we know it it happened energetically towards the end of last year. There was a big shift. And it was only this week, just talking to a few people, and it's like I haven't seen them since possibly December because it's summer holidays here, so everyone goes away. And all of a sudden, it's just like they start that they have changed. And I just oh my wow. god, like they're coming and they're asking or they're starting to explore this. Or and I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing watching people just shift. It's yeah. Awesome
1: that's beautiful that's beautiful and I'm excited yeah to see more of that and I feel like as reflectors too it's just like we're very in tune with the energy collectively which is very cool like as the barometers I guess and we can like pick up on that and it's just very inspiring yeah to see people who you don't expect to be awakening and be interested in that are, yeah. are doing that that's amazing it's beautiful
0: so what's the best and i see this come up in the forums a lot too where people find out they're reflectors and straight away they're working in this role or they're doing this or they're doing that I always say what's the best career for a reflector
1: do you oh have, yes.
0: do you do you get that a lot too what do you, what are your thoughts on that
1: i think i was one of those people in the forums like typing like what do i do <laughs> and i would always be checking i'm like hello like there's got to be something that's just for me because like i don't operate like everyone else right Um, So I have just found that um, reflectors have to find somewhere where their energy is um, generating instead of depleting and where they're in the right environment with the right people. So I'm even talking about like physical environment, like obviously a culture of a company um, and that's part of it. And then also there has to be part of what you're doing. That's autonomous. Like you definitely want to be with people, but if it's like overly collaborative, like that is not good. And especially as like your profile dictates, like you'll even have like five ones, for example, like I need autonomy. Like I need to feel like I'm kind of not an expert, but like, like I know what I'm doing in this like area and just be like celebrated and respected for that. Um, So I think that's a great way of like gauging what is right for reflector, like starting to look at um, like just journaling on what is coming up for you and like your daily tasks, like what do you feel inspired by and like creative um, with, and then what's like dragging down your energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So for me, for example, I used to be in a role that was like very focused on client relationships. So like that was main part of the work was like making them happy, like keeping them updated. And that was like too much like people interaction. And then like obviously the clients were like most of the time like not happy. <laughs> and like being so sensitive at reflector was just like, wow, this isn't positive to just like get negative feedback all the time on things that I am not even directly controlling. So mm-hmm. I had to get clear on like that's taking energy away from me. I can't be in a role that's like involves that and um and so that's just one way you can look at it and then finding what um gives you energy and I find that reflectors have um like thrive on a lot of variety because our energy can like like reflect so many different things and we can like take it on and I found that when I was in these roles that were like you're just doing this like one thing like that would burn me out because it was just like oh like the monotony like I can't thrive on this so variety and um, and I'm noticing too um, with people that even aren't reflectors but like anyone that is um, you know very like empathic and connected to people like roles that um, support people and culture like I have a big role now with um, employer branding in, in my role and it's just like I really get so much energy from connecting with different people and like as a reflectors we can pick up on like cultures and I talk about this in my book like cultures and companies like what's working what's isn't I was always just like that's just something I know right away like I can pick up like oh this is happening like if you changed this like that this person wouldn't feel like so disconnected or like um just like we're so aware of the energy so if reflectors could go into like different companies and just be like hey like you need to fix this like I think that is helpful. Anything that's like connected to people and patterns, I, I think reflectors would be perfect for. So interesting you say that about like walking into
0: a company. Um, and I spoke with Amber about this when in 20, 2009, 2010, I was walking, working in a big corporate firm. And I thought to myself, what would be my ideal job? My ideal job would be somebody, and I called myself the Skittlesticks girl. And, you know, do you skittle sticks the game where you just drop the, do you have that over there? No, no. Oh, it might be called a different thing. It's like these bunch of like straws or or hard sticks. Oh, yes, yes. And you've got to pull one out and hopefully it doesn't all collapse.
1: Yes.
0: And so you've got to know which one to pull out of there to keep the structure. So I call my... This is all in my head, by the way. I called myself the Skittlesticks girl because I knew as soon as I'd walk onto many of the floors exactly what team was not working. It was just like, oh, that person, that that what that one there is oh miserable because of that relationship, and it was like a, a knowing. It was like that clear sentience. It was so and that was even back then driving me, but it's
1: just like, who wants someone to do that? Whereas now people get employed to do that. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's so much has changed. I think in this last year or two with like the great resignation and like, it's like people, the company's like, oh, we need to like actually focus on, you know, making people happy because they like, it's like the power balance is like shifted now. And I, I, think reflectors like need to be those people because we like inherently know in society and I feel like I'm even becoming more like an activist like recently where I'm just like hey I don't like what's going on here and I'm gonna go do something about it I'm gonna tell people about it and it's like that goes back to what you you were saying of like in this last year like now I'm feeling just more called to like be my authentic self and say what isn't working cuz there's a ripple effect and when you find the right people that you are sharing it with like they're going to receive that and people like you have to voice that and it's like not helping to keep it inside so i think reflectors would be good in like you know government roles that would be awesome <laughs> like yeah. you know like anything like that where you're picking up on patterns and people's behaviors and motives is yeah. would be awesome Yeah.
0: Future roles. There you go. Career choices for reflectors. Be the corporate barometer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) that could
0: be a a cool job title, couldn't
1: it? (laughs) It could. I love that.
0: (laughs) Emily, thank you so much. How can we, how can we work with you? How can somebody choose to work with you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can book a free call with me on my website, talktoemily.com. I offer a free 20 minute strategy call to really get you clear on what's blocking you in a career that would bring you joy and would love for you to check out my book, which is at wholenesswithin.us and that's coming February 1st, which interestingly enough is like the day after my birthday. So it's like very aligned and um, Aquarius new moon as well. So wow. Did you choose that date or is that just? just No, no, it was, it was delayed um, because of paper shortages. And again, the timing, like it was just like, I was surrendering and, um, and then it ended up being that. I'm like, that's actually perfect. Yeah. That's
0: very auspicious, isn't it? It's divinely, it's divinely done. Well, I absolutely loved reading your book. I started it. It's so, it's written so well. So I encourage anybody to pick up a, the pre-order or pre-copy it was just and the more I got into it the more I was reading And I'm like oh you know it was just it's so it's so beautifully written so
1: thank you oh, Emily yeah thank you I so appreciate you and so love chatting with you and feel very very connected and um aligned with you yeah thank you for being on here and we will talk to you soon
0: yes we'll talk soon